Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And boom. Boom. We are back. We're back, man. The backup's a key thing. I'm glad we're... I heard, I heard your the, your main recording failed you yes. last week, huh? Yeah, last week, the fucking online voice recorder uh, Wait, so you failed me. Your, your laptop, you had the microphone hooked yeah. up to your laptop and that... Yep. Well, it worked. Remember, we used it that one time as a backup yep. when I first got the mic to try yep. it. And so it worked fine. And then, uh, but yeah, for some reason, it only recorded like half of the episode. So, but because I'm a veteran of the game, um, I had found a, uh, actually had Kiela download some recording software on her phone. Nice. So yeah, that's what we ended up publishing was that. That's valuable. Oh my God, have. dude. Yeah. yeah. I'm, that's why I'm a little nervous <laughs> today because, well, my iPad's not new. We record on that. But Apple put out a new software update mm. this past week or so. Yeah. And so it's a little different interface. Uh, hopefully, don't you hate when they do that shit? And so hopefully it doesn't fucking lock up. And then I got a new phone today. And we used the phone for the backup. 
Yeah. And so I got kind of two oh, new things. Oh, two new things. Go I got on. the new software on the iPad. Oh, and then one <laughs> And then the new phone on this side. That seems so, to be fun. Yeah. You guys it might not be a bad idea to turn yours on. I'll, I'll turn mine on too, just we'll for fun. Just, we'll, we'll see how many recordings we can get going. That's right. With zero visual shit. So, oh, where are we at? Here we go. Boom. All right, so and now, we're recording on this too. Triple, triple recording. Triple recording. But yeah, man, that's like I told you. Uh, I had a podcast interview that I did with somebody was it a the couple sleep guy? weeks ago. The sleep guy, yeah. And it was a uh, uh, Skype. I was using the Skype recording software and got done, and it hadn't recorded the whole thing. And so, luckily, I had remembered and hit record on the just the the editing software that I have on the computer. Uh, so I have that back up, but yeah, man. And I've had that happen before in the past. Well, I remember when we did the Skype when I was in Texas, you told me that it was pretty, pretty, uh, common that Skype will fail you, especially in long conversations. Yeah, Skype will fuck you over for sure. It didn't. We got lucky, but. Yeah, we got lucky on that one. Yeah. Right. Now I had that happen, man. I had, uh, was it Rick Brown? He's known as Mr. Mace Man. He's, uh, like one of these fucking mace dudes online and um but uh do you remember i went i went went out to california to one of his um workshops a few years ago but anyways he's i'd gotten him on my podcast and had like a fucking hour plus long conversation with him and then got done and went and the recording didn't fucking take. Ugh. And it was just like, oh, that sucks, man. Like having to tell someone that like, dude, I just took Wasted an hour it. plus of your time and it was a waste. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a shitty feeling. It someone shitty feeling. does you a favor and it's not just like if me and you fail, like yeah, it is what it is. We'd sit around and talk for an hour anyways. But yeah. When you got somebody <laughs> that you're not that familiar with and they're doing you a favor. You're taking the time taking out. Taking the time out. Yeah. yeah. That sucks, yeah. man. It's not very professional. Either. It's not very professional, mm-hmm. but that was several years ago, so. Well, it's a good thing here at Grumpy Guy, we don't really try to be very professional. <sighs> yeah, we are with three recordings going. <laughs> it's a facade. So yeah. it's all just this image. It's the 80-20, man. What's the 20% that makes a podcast successful? Actually getting a recording on air. Yep. So that's what we get done. It's a Pareto principle. The other 80%, man, we're not fucking too worried about. <laughs> Just getting on air is big, big challenge. Yeah, yeah exactly. The content is suspect. Okay. Did you have any plans what we're going to talk about today? Speaking of content. I did, man. Did you? I did. I had a couple things. I had a fucking another good... Uh, Europe story for you at some point. Oh, that's right. You're starting and the story time with James yeah, I got and Rob. A story time and uh, oh, I have a very recent story time with uh, Rob that I'm. I got. Sh- I'll have to share today. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little disturbing. <laughs> I, I'm a little hesitant <laughs> to share it, but I think our, our listeners need to know. Well, let's just get dark right off the bat. You want to get right into yeah, it? Yeah, man. We got no other schedule. You, why don't you talk for a minute? I got to think of how to okay. preface this. I need, so, I need to figure out how to lead right. off with it. So I'm, I'm going to half listen to you and half fucking calculate in the background here. What else do I got? Oh, uh, I want to talk about drilling again. I watched Kit Dale's um, video, the, what is it, Art of Learning or whatever that mm-hmm. he has out. Have you seen that? Yeah, he put it out quite a while ago. Quite right? a while ago. Did you ever watch nah, it? No, I never watched it. I'm aware of it, but I'm aware of it. it. Yeah. But after watching it, I think I have a 
I understand better what he means with the like drilling is a waste of time and I'm like a hundred percent on board like with it and it's uh so anyways I like to talk about because his whole thing is like muscle memory is bullshit okay like drilling to get muscle memory is the wrong way to go about it okay so what's expound on this I'm curious oh get right into it okay let's go so his uh so anyways my BJJ box once again um sends me it's like the the jujitsu gods know what I need and it shows up in this box every once in a while and so uh one of the down or one of the things this month was a uh a download of his art of learning you know volume one and two like I said it's several years old so uh but his deal was he's sitting there and he's like you know drilling is bullshit and we've talked about this before and it's like okay well, the way most people drill is bullshit because they're not focusing right on what they're doing and so they're not really refining it and really like you know using each rep as a chance to hone it down and get better and better and better and really like you know perfect the technique you're just going through the motions right. and that's a waste of time and so but his thing what he talked about was like no like muscle memory is a waste of time if you're trying to drill to get muscle memory you're doing it wrong and the way that he explained it is is that uh, like if you're gonna do <clears throat> a if you're gonna try to get something muscle memory like basically muscle memory just so we're on the same page with that like that's where you've got so, you've done something so we call it muscle memory but it's really just like it's ingrained in your nervous system right you're trying to take skills and put them into like the subconscious the subconscious right right so there's a, a movement that you had to think a lot about. And you've drilled it to the point to where now it just happens automatically and you don't even have to think about it. And so uh, what he was saying is that on the conservative side, it's going to take you like three to 5,000 reps to develop muscle memory, right? Like how many reps is it going to take for you to develop muscle memory? No, I have no idea. I mean, you know, you've heard like lots, lots, right? You've heard like the 10,000 hour rule. So, you know, some people say that and even that's like a, a misnomer, but you know, he was saying, and again, this is where I start quoting people who are quoting people. Right. Right. So he's saying that like, it takes three to 5,000 reps for you to develop muscle memory with something. So, you know, 5,000 reps. And then he was saying what was even more interesting is that if you want to deviate from that, it takes 13,000 reps to change your muscle memory. So you better fucking make sure that those 5,000 right. reps that you did were the right way to do it. Because if you have to change your, your muscle memory, it's going to take you twice as long to change it as it did to develop it. Okay. Right? And so... <clears throat> it's harder to break habits. It's harder to break habits it is, that way. Than it is to develop new habits. Right. It's yeah. Hard, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so... And, and then he was like, you know, just do the math. He's like, you know... Again, like I, I didn't check his math, but he was saying like, you know, you look at jujitsu, he's like... You know, there's 25 different positions that you can be in. And in each position, there's 15 different, like, sub-positions, variables. And within each one of those, you're going to have 100 techniques, give or take. Right? He's like, do the fucking math. Like, you're never going to drill your way through muscle memory. That many techniques. That many techniques. You have enough years in your life. You don't have enough years in your life. Like, you know, maybe if you are a professional... And you have three, you know, you train three times a day. It's like, so, so here's what happens. Like, you know, you end up doing this and you become like a specialist. You have certain moves that you do really, really, really well because you've drilled them to muscle memory. 
And if you can get to that thing and force your way into that position in that funnel, like you do pretty good. And, you know, especially, you know, if you've got a lot of time, you know, if you're a pro and you're drilling three times a day, like you can definitely develop muscle memory and use it effectively. But he was saying that it's, it's not the most efficient way to do it. So the way that he was explaining it is it's more about like, uh, he calls it declarative memory and it's more like it's principle based stuff, right? So instead of trying to drill a sweep, you're, you're giving people the basic idea of like, okay, you have to control a post. You have to have their weight on top of you and then you need to create some sort of leverage to sweep them. Now, go, apply, go, go solve this problem with these tools versus here's how to solve the problem. And he's like, you know, muscle, like trying to give, tell someone, here's how you solve the problem. Here's the technique. Now go drill it. You know, you're basically, it's muscle memory. And, and that's, people will say like, yeah, you're trying to drill this to the point that it's muscle memory. So his whole thing was that like drilling for muscle memory is a waste of time. Like what you need to drill for is problem solving. Understand the basic, you know, tools that you need to solve the problems that you're being presented and then practice solving different problems. And so a lot of this stuff, like we've kind of said, like, you know, we, we've said all the same yeah. stuff, it's just different ways of saying it. Like I, I, yeah. agree, I agree with you <clears throat> because we talk about it's principle based. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I was teaching beginners class last night and I was sprinkling, I mean, they were all very new beginners Yeah, and except we had like one blue belt and Angela in there, but, uh, I was just I, w- I was giving them the problem, the s- solution to a problem. I wasn't giving them the principles, but I was sprinkling because it was just they need to have the solution first. See, but why? And, I, and then and then I was sprinkling. Then I was showing them the principles I was accomplishing. Yeah. Like, I would let them do the move. I'm like, okay, here's I would let them. I'd, I would show them the solution, do a few reps, and then I'd say, okay, here's what you why you guys are doing this. Here's what you're doing. Yeah. And so I would sprinkle the principle in there. And I think again, you got to learn. Everybody learns differently. I think some of the students, you could just give them the principle and they would be like, like you, I mean, for you, you're a perfect example. Like you're a hell of a learner and you're the type of guy, like you're better off if you don't get the solution. Like if they just give you the principle. Yeah, I don't want to know the you answer. You don't want to know, you don't want to know the answer. You I want to know you what, want to know the work, well, the work. How, how are you arriving at this answer? And why? Yeah. And you're a perfect example of that. And there's definitely white belts like that also, yeah. but you got to spend the time. Like if you don't know everybody in the class. So you gotta you gotta give a cookie cutter cookie cutter version of it first, I believe. Yeah. Like here here's a, and then you can like okay you guys are getting this now here's why you're doing it yeah. and then you see some errors like well you're not doing it because you're missing this principle that's how I was like approaching it last yeah, night. Yeah. And yeah. It's the same thing. It's, it, really it is. is. You know, but what was so I and this is just one of those things like we've had this discussion like I believe that you need to start throwing these principles at people from day one even though they can't. Because the thing is, is you're going to have to hear them several times before you understand them. So the sooner that you hear them, the sooner you're going to hear it that number of times, it's going to sink in and make sense to you, right? Like if you got to hear something 10 fucking times before it makes sense, you better start hearing start it hearing soon, it right? And so, and again, his the way that he explained it, it made so much fucking sense too, is like in the short run, you take a white belt, the cookie cutter drilling approach, they're going to excel quicker. For sure, you take someone and, and you and you give them that approach, 
versus someone that you're giving principles and, and trying to help them figure out how to solve the problems without giving them the answers themselves. After six months, the guy who's been drilling and getting the answers to the problems, he's going to be further along. But he'll be a more right, and that's right. how he explained the curve. He's like the drilling approach: you accelerate pretty quickly, but then you plateau out, mm-hmm. and and then your progress is slower. the The principle based approach: you start out slower, but then once the shit kicks in, it's just like, and it takes off. I can see that, and so that's why I was like, you know. Again, it's it's subtle, right? There's a tension between these two things. I'm a real big fan of this understanding of like, you're not trying to resolve the tension. There's a tension between two opposing ideas. And what makes fucking awesome ideas is the tension between those ideas, not either one of those ideas winning. Right. Right? So there's a tension between them. So I'm not saying like go fully that route, but I just, I, after hearing him and just kind of based on some of my own instinct and some of my own stuff, like I really do think that like beginners need those principles more than they need specific answers to the questions. Hmm. And that you know there's certain things, right? Like so passing the guard is going to be more of a principle-based approach than doing an armbar. Hmm. Right? Like you know there's principles to an armbar, but I think that like you know submissions and things are I think are a little bit more you know specific and then you can here's what you're doing and here's the principles you're making use of versus like if you're trying to retain guard or you're trying to pass somebody's guard or you're trying to uh, you know escape mount or side control or something like that like like that is definitely more of a I mean, we talk about it all the time. Like, the techniques don't... We know that. That's a dirty little secret, right? Like, we show you how to escape side control, winking and smiling and going, like, it's never going to happen like this. Right. And I think... I agree with what you're saying. I think another way to say it is the more dynamic the position... The more dynamic potentiality the position has, the more principle-based it needs to be. Yeah, because the Correct. less you can think. The less you can think. Right. Because it's going to be more fluid. It's going to move. When you have someone stuck in your closed guard, it's not necessarily you can really isolate and it's not very dynamic. Yeah, you can when you're passing somebody's like guard or someone's passing your guard, there's a lot of moving pieces there. Yeah. A lot of open space, you don't have a lot of control. The more control you have over the situation is you, does that make sense? Do you see what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I still you're, 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 the more if you can reduce the variables. Right. Then it I mean, then you can Stretch that out too. We can really get it down, down this rabbit hole because as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, well, to reduce the variables, you got to imply uh, apply a lot of principles. You know what I mean? So you yeah. can just like like it gets a little. Well, it's all dice. principles. It's all principles. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the, that needs to be the message like all the time. It's like you know, I, again, it's like I've I'd coin that little fucking you know saying that it, like the technique is not jujitsu. It is the window into the principles that are jujitsu. You guys need to be paying attention to the, the principles. But if we're teaching you the technique, in, but telling you, hey, the principles are important, but here's the technique, 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 you know, but principles, principles, technique, technique, te- technique, technique. It's a confusing message. Right. It's like, what are you going to think? If you're a white belt, what are you going to think is most important? I remember like Ian King had that point with a gym. You walk into a gym and you see like one small little corner set up for the, the warm-up and the rest of the gym is for working out. What's the message? How important is the warm-up? Little. Little, right? right? So you, you, you say it's important, but there is a 
there's an underlying message being given as well based on the volume of the message. And so, um, but it was interesting because the other night I went in and I was like, I'd seen this and I was teaching beginners class on Wednesday. So I was like, all right, you know what, how can I apply this? And uh, so I was teaching the knee cut pass, but I wasn't teaching the knee cut pass. I was teaching, here's the principles of passing the guard from this position, right? And so like, and, and I liked his, his whole thing is like, you need to be able to boil it down to three things. If you can't boil it down to three things, you don't really understand it and you're not going to be able to use it in your, like a live when situation. Yeah, when you're thinking fast. Yeah, yeah, you it's three things. What are the three principles? Like, you know, pimenta, fucking base, posture, posture. angles, yep. right? It's, it's interesting. Like he's, pimenta kind of does that same thing, boils everything down to three fucking steps and then we just like, oh, how do you do this? To do this. We apply these three things. How do you things. apply those steps to this? Exactly. Oh, De La Hiva. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was like, in his three steps for, I kind of changed a little bit because he has his, but then I have to translate it. It makes more sense for me. Right. But like the first thing you got to do is beat their knee line. I got to get my knee past your knee, right? If I'm going to pass your guard until I get one of my knees past your knee, I am not passing your guard. You're behind the curve still. I mean, would you agree yeah, with that? I, no, I agree. I ha- So un- until I get one of my knees or preferably both my knees around your knees, uh, then you're not threatened by a pass. Mm-hmm. You're, and so once I get my knees passed, now you're threatened by the pass. And now I have the opportunity to pass. And his thing is like, you know, f- the first thing you want to do is secure upper body control. Don't worry about passing their legs. You have to have control of their upper body. And once you get control of their upper body, passing the legs is easy. And them trying to defend you passing is going to open up their upper body. Like, you know, you get the knee pass and they start reaching up and trying to, you know, defend the knee slide pass. There's fucking all this space. There's underhooks everywhere. So get those underhooks. And then once you get some sort of upper body control, now you can pass the legs. Don't worry about passing the legs until you have the upper body control. And don't worry about that until you've got one of your fucking knees past their knees. That's job number one. And so that's how I was explaining the knee slide pass. And it's like, okay, boom, you know, the traditional way you're going to get an underhook and a sleeve control, but I'm getting upper body control. And now once I have that, I can pass the legs. I slide through. It's like, okay, they present a problem, right? Like they won't let me get the underhook, right? What's another solution that I can use to this problem? And I give them an example, right? And I say, you can grab the fucking gi right here in front of the shoulder and pin it. But you guys see like... Same thing. You're accomplishing the same, same thing. Task. I am just controlling the upper body. Now I can pass, right? And so the next thing is like, well, what if they get real tight in a little ball and I can't get their bottom arm and I can't get their top arm? Hmm. Well, what's a pot? I'm going to change the game, right? This is not working. They've won this. So I'm going to pick them up, take them to the center and start trying to shove their legs the other way. Now, guess what they're going to do? They got to react. They got to react. Now, when they react... I'm looking for it. That's my fucking trigger. As soon as I see them react, I dive in. I get what I want. I come back the other way and I pass. Right? Mm-hmm. And if they don't react, I pass this way. But I, I know. I'm like, it's like fucking, you know, pimenta. Right? I put you in a situation. You have one of two choices. I know what both choices are. Neither one is good for you, my friend. Yep. So, and it was interesting, like, watching them do that. And then we did our live you know, we did our uh, specific training and, 
and again, it was interesting because then I could come back and say like, look, you know, some of you guys are doing really good, but you know, some of you guys were, you know, not getting upper body control. You would try a little bit and then you would just start trying to jam that knee through, right? And it's like, so, but being able to go back and like tell them, you know, look, I consistently saw this mistake and it wasn't a technique, it was a principle. Like you guys have to secure upper body control before you can finish the pass, right? And now you're gonna have to hear that fucking 10 times before it sinks in, but if we're not telling you that now, right? We're just showing you here's the three techniques. Now go practice those techniques without really putting the principles first, right? Like I can, it's just what's first, what's most important? And so I'm still talking about techniques, but I am presenting them in this principle-based approach versus presenting techniques and then trying to explain them in a principle-based context. So I just, I think that it's a subtle difference. It, it is a subtle difference. I, the only argument I, I agree I agree and I disagree. Just kind of like we were talking about before we recorded today. I think everybody learns differently. And I think you really have... I think the principle-based approach is king. But it's the only path to true knowledge. But you have to be... Because when people are learning things, you know, we've talked about, they have to have that period of unfreedom. And so you got to give them some place to start. (laughs) You know, you got to give them some place to start. Like, okay, this is the move. No, 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 I know. But like, are you, if you, if you show them and you never even touch on the principles, you're failing. You're, you're failing them. If you I, show I them and you tell them 10, you know what I mean? You spend right. 10% of your time. Is that enough time? You know, like right. that, that's what I think the, the, the discussion is, is how much time are you spending explaining this in a principles based uh, context versus a technique based context. Yep. And, and yeah, and I, I like that. And that's. I think for beginners, it should be 50 50. At least, if not more. Right. But, yeah. but that's yeah. not that's yeah. not how it's not normally usually, no. usually done. It's mm-hmm. usually like Just do the 80 20, maybe, you know, 90 10. And, you know, at the, and so, yeah. And for me, I think it needs to be 50 50, maybe 60 40 principles and of dep- technique. And then again, depending on the student. Yeah, because yeah, that's how that's how I approach it. Without, I've never like put, thought about putting it into words so much. But that's really how like when I'm showing techniques to beginners, like I give it to them and then I watch and then I see. Okay, they're basically understanding the, the mechanics of it. But now let's give them why they're doing it. Okay, yeah. like you, you have step one, two, three, and four. You've clearly memorized it. It's a different. Like, okay, so I guess another good analogy is like. The way they fucking teach kids in school. Exactly what it's, to think instead of how, how to think. think. They just teach you memorization. In yes, school. rote memorization. That's yeah. what muscle memory is. That's okay. literally rote they, memorization. They, okay, just go memorize the fifty yep. states and capitals. Go memorize you're not, you're the five, five really steps to an armbar. Yeah, go memorize or the five you're, steps you're not to this learning. pass. You you memorize it long enough to pass the test, and then the knowledge just goes. You don't yeah. really learn it. Then that's yeah. you know, that, that's yeah, 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 that's yeah. how I got. Or it's there, but it's only good in that exact context. Correct. When someone asks you that exact question, you have that exact answer. Right. But if you change the context of the question, the information is practically meaningless because right. you you have no. You don't have a good working knowledge. Yeah, you don't know how to apply it to other situations. Right. Right. And so I guess like that's what you know. I I just see in my own like journey. And I, I mean, you know, we've been talking about it for years, my obsession with what is the problem? I'm not seeing the problem correctly. Every problem I run into in jujitsu is because I don't understand the problem. 
And I think I may, and I, so I don't know what I'm trying to solve. Mm -hmm. And then that's where, you know, I get frustrated and whatever, but I feel that for myself as these principles have become more center and the techniques are more just kind of like, you know, whatever shit just happens. Um, it's like, it's so much more fun Mm -hmm. because it is, it's like a dynamic problem solving game yeah you're not just going from move one to move no two, move three. no you're, you're yeah like, oh, i'm solving this problem it's not this a contest of who can memorize the most shit memorize the most shit right spit it out the fastest exactly it's yeah. just free-flowing just like you know fun mm-hmm. uh problem just continual problem solving thing and like yeah you 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 and that's too where like you start to like like oh i know how this problem goes so you can start like solving a problem you know you're going to run into two steps before you, you know, like you're solving the problem. You're setting the grips you. before you even start getting your knee past their knee right. because you you see it ahead of time. You like, know oh, he's probably going to ask me this question. I'm going to answer it before he even. I'm going to have to answer this problem, right? So I answered ahead of time. So if I but answer you can it go before too, he's even thinking about it, but you can go too far that way too. Yeah, you know, like you can answer shit to you know trying to be smart and answer things ahead of time. Ends up kind of creating problems for you, you know. If you do it too far yeah, ahead yeah, of time, yeah. if you try to get like, oh, I think I'm going to do this, and then you like, learn. You're like, ah, fuck. And like, you go back. Yeah. Oh, he gave me a different problem. Yeah. Like I went too far, and I got too far ahead in the solution. Yeah. Uh, and then so then all of a sudden I was solving the wrong thing. Yeah. 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 So. No, yeah. I, I think that's really valuable for people to hear, and it'll help them learn. It'll. Yeah. So even like with like drilling, you know, like I was doing this with uh, Corey last week. Mauler? Yeah, the Mauler was just, all right, man, get me in an open guard. Cool. That's where you're going to be. All right. Now, I'm, I, and you know, he's not like trying to sweep me or anything, but like, so I just use like the principles. How would I get out of this position using the Pimenta principles of base, posture, and angles? And that was my drilling for five minutes. So it wasn't, I'm going to drill this De La Hiva escape. I'm like, get me in De La Hiva and whatever else you want to get. And then, all right, what would I do from here? And and so it's like, I'm not memorizing move. a move. I am getting comfortable with understanding what problems do I need to solve and, and you know, how can I solve them from this position? And, uh, and man, when you think about it, like, that's all, that's why Pimenta hates that open-ended question yeah. because it's like... I need to see the problem that you have because then I can tell you a solution to that problem. But you just asking for like, what's wrong with my jujitsu? It's like, well, that's what's wrong with your jujitsu right there. I mean, I still, that was, you know, because I've done probably half a dozen privates with him now. um, And they've all had varying degrees of success because I haven't, learning how he coaches and how to relate and, you know, talk to him. He's been, you know, there's a process there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but this last one that you and I had together, that was the best one. And technically, it could have been over in the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember we both. Looked, I forget what we opened up with, but then his, like he gave us the answer, and I remember you and I both looking at each other, and right then and there, we both realized like, that's gonna be the same answer for this Everything. next hour. Everything yeah. we present this yep. next hour is gonna. And so that's really what our problem was. He gave us an answer within the first five minutes. And we were, so then we were just like, okay, we would apply that answer to this position and we would show them what we were thinking. He'd be like, yeah, that's about right. Or this. 
Yeah. And so we were basically just taking his one answer and applying it to literally ten. That's all it was. That's all I was doing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was doing with with uh, Corey. Man, it was like all right, base. You know, so he can't sweep me posture and then angles. Like yeah. you know, instead of trying to break grips and fucking, it's like hey, how can I turn in a way that takes away the grip? To where the grip's no big deal. Where the grip doesn't work for him anymore. And, I, and either I'm able to free it easily or it's worthless it. to it's him worth- and he aborts it. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, like sitting here trying to play fucking He-Man, tug-of-war with sleeves and collars is like, that's a Wasted. fucking, that's a juice monkey's game. It's dumb. Juice monkey. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're on the fucking sauce and you're like all fucking roided out, like, dude, maybe... Grip breaking works for you. Speaking of that, I had but I'm a, not on the fucking TRT. I, so. I got a conspiracy theory about CrossFit and uh, juice monkeys. <laughs> Let's hear it. So just recently, uh, it came out there was like seven athletes that got that popped hot for something or other it, from this because the CrossFit games took place back in August. Okay, that's that's like the Olympics. That's like yeah, the, that's yeah. like the ADCC of the CrossFit. Right. Like, but it goes on every year, right? Um, so they just put out like seven people popped hot and they were all, I say this without being disparaging, but lower level CrossFitters, lower level at that high level. I think, I think the highest ranked person that they did, that did pop hot was like a top 10 finisher in the games, but all the rest were like 60th, 80th, 100th. So here's my conspiracy because what those people accomplish is superhuman. Like, it is freakish. Like, especially the CrossFit Games itself, it is a five, like a four or five day event. Yeah. And where they work out hard, like, three fucking times each day. Well, yeah. It's like, it's the, a, it's it's like a, the Tour de France. And then right. it's, it's a joke to pretend that the human body can do that without some sort of fucking help. It's exactly. not possible. And, and the training leading up to it yeah. is going to be healthier. If you're on some sort yeah. of supplements, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. quote-unquote Mexican supplements, yep. but they like to put out the image that they are right. clean, that they're, they're top athletes. bodybuilding back in the day. Remember, bo- like, that's exactly that, what it is. That's exactly Holy what shit. it is. That's exactly what it is. And so they put on this front. Right. Oh, we pu- so they don't, because they, they don't want to bring down the name of their CrossFit, like the Matt Frazier's, the Rich Fronies, these guys. Yeah. They don't want to bring those down because they don't fuck up CrossFit. Right. But they want to, oh, yeah, we do test. So that they sacri- they got these sacrificial lambs, these, oh, yeah. l- these lower-ranked people. For sure. That, that's what I think is going on. Oh, 150%. I, it's like, not oh, even a question. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, we test, but we right. can sacrifice these guys. Yeah. Because they get, like, a four-year ban. Like, they can't compete in CrossFit for, like, yeah, four years. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, those, oh. 100%. So that's man. what I think is going Like, that, that came out this past week, and I was like, we remember the same shit, dudes. Oh. It happens everywhere. Like, I mean... You know, track and field back in the day, yep. like you know, everybody's fucking on the juice. But like, who gets caught? It's like, oh, the guy that finished eighth in the obscure event. You know what I mean? It's like, right. oh yeah, we're testing, we're testing. <clears throat> but uh, God, that is that is just like bodybuilding, bodybuilding. back <laughs> in the day. They <laughs> were denial, like our no it's supplements and the weeder principles. Yeah, I know juice, which is and they tested too. I remember like it was like so a joke. Absurd. Yeah. So absurd, dude. Like, because I, I remember. Yeah, as a kid coming up, like you would see those freakish bodybuilders, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they're not on it. They don't take anything. Oh, man, it's all natural. <laughs> it's not on the, the juice. They're not on the juice. Yeah, it's fucking Mega Mass Two Thousand, that dog food bag full of fucking calories, and uh, and the weeder principles. Yeah. So, yeah, that is no. That's a hundred percent it. That happens in 
so many sports. Yeah, and, and being that CrossFit's kind of new in, as being its own sport. Yeah. Newer. And they're probably, like, it's, they're not contracting, like, USADA or something like that. Uh, no, they're not. They're using, uh, that's, that's the other thing that's a little goofy, too, because there's people all over the world that compete. Yeah. So USADA is just for US-based. So I think they use WADA. And it's Do they? The, I think. Man, if they've contracted, like... See, that's the thing. Is like, are they doing their own testing or, or have they contracted? Using, using Quest Diagnostics. Right. Like the yeah, place yeah, I, yeah. The place I pee in the cup for at work. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that's... that's what I, a, yeah, I don't know off the top of my that's head. That's what a lot of these sports do. Because remember, that was the thing with, uh, with the UFC. Like, that was... They were testing... But it was a joke. But it, it wasn't was, until they brought in like what, like you saw the golden, the golden snitch. Yes, and but but it was that independent entity who's enti- who doesn't give a fuck about your names yeah. and your reputations or any of that shit. And it's all like you know their entire goal is to bring down quote unquote cheaters. And uh, you know until you get to that level, you know because you always have some control, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, you know, they could have fucking, you know, all sorts of hot tests sitting on their desk and they're just like, you know. Well, that that's one of their, that's one of the things too is they, they have it written somewhere and like when you sign on the athlete agreement line, like they have full control over what test results they release to the public and what test results they don't. Yep. Yeah, and it's yeah. even stated somewhere. And if they're right? not testing you year-round. Right. If I mean, they're, if they're if just they're testing not, you at the event, that's an IQ test. Right. That's not a fucking drug test. Yeah, if they're not doing random random yeah. tests throughout the season. And yeah. Year, like, yeah, um, it's worthless. Like, that's, if, if, you're, if you're pissing hot at the games, you were gambling. Yeah, you fucked up. You were like, gambling. Yeah, yeah. You were like, gambling, you got caught. Yeah, your drug guy fucked you up, man. Yeah. You need to go back and tell... Whoever it was, he fucked you over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's, that's totally what happens. You got those, it's, you get these uh, sports where everyone knows somebody's on the juice, but they got to test because if they don't, then it's tough to deliver this message of health and fitness. Right. And, uh, which I just don't understand. It's like, uh, sports not about health and fitness. No. It's, well, as soon as you take a, an activity, and you, we've said it a million times on here, and you go from, hobby being fun to the competitive realm yes the health benefits diminish drastically yes once we all accept that as a society then no one's gonna care like oh yeah right they're not being held they're not out there be doing this for the health they're out there doing this to win at a game yeah so they're gonna do everything they can they're gonna sacrifice their bodies and that's fine and do fucking drugs do drugs that's fine have at it man like i I don't disparage it but like it's it's the the image that they say, oh yeah, people don't dope it. Like, come on now. I know. Yeah. I, I, but I think people are slowly starting to realize that competitive sports aren't healthy. That you, once you take anything to an extreme or competitive, like the health benefits are just. Yeah, I don't know. Our society's a long way from admitting that. I don't know, man. There, there is a lot of idiots. Yeah, out there's there. a lot of idiots out there. They just don't get it because they've never done it. Yeah, that's true. And you got so many people who are legislating shit who've never competed in done anything. it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, how do you, it's not the same thing. Like, the children, like, dude, the fucking, if your kids are taking steroids because Mark McGuire takes steroids, <laughs> like, where did you fuck yeah, up, Yeah, you homie? I think you need to do some better yeah, like, how the skills. fuck does Mark McGuire have more influence over your kids than you do? Right. Like, that is not Mark McGuire's fucking fault, right? <laughs> like, it's, that is a... You a, failed somewhere. Yeah, you fucked up, man. But again, people don't want to look in the mirror 
And it's like little it Johnny. Yeah, exactly. It's like little Johnny's fucked up because of Barry Bonds hitting <laughs> 73 home runs. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, if you can't tell your... It's just like alcohol, right? Like, you can tell your kid, look, here's a substance. You can't do it. It is for certain people. Like, 21 and older, like, you can drink. For adults, drinking's fine. It's not good for you. It's like, this is a professional athlete. Just like alcohol, just like we allow him to put alcohol, a fucking poison, in his body, because he's 21, and we and we fucking explain this to everyone. No one, and it's like he puts other shit in his body too that like's not good for you at this moment in time. So when you're 21, we'll have the discussion. <laughs> like I think that's the thing too that's missing is like if you tell kids, look, it's not like if you you give them a like you know I will do this with you. Like we will discuss this when the time comes. Like, that's different than just coming up to a kid and being like, don't do steroids. Right, just blanket statement. Just Right. And it's like, no, explain to him. Look, this is why it's not good for you to do right now. You're really going to actually set your long-term career back if you use them right now. You know, there's a right way to do them when you're, you know, If fucking, you do decide to do them. Yeah, at a certain age is the best time to start doing them. And, 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 you know, so let's have that discussion then. Like, if you know, if you wait till then, we will discuss it then. Right? And it's like, that's a completely different... Uh, thing like mm-hmm. telling your kid like look man I'll take you out on your 21st birthday and get you blitzed right like just fucking keep her under control till then which is not really realistic in this day and age I still think like 21 to drink is insane like it's stupid like you don't need to be doing it at 16 right but, but it's like fucking 20, where did 21 come from yeah, that's so it, arbitrary that's exactly what I was just going to say it's such an arbitrary number like why is that all of a sudden go fucking we can draft you and force no. you to go get shot but you can't have a drink like mm-hmm. that is fucking mind bending to me but at 16 we'll give you the license to get behind a metal death machine yep. when you still are your brain can barely fucking pay attention to anything like it seems backwards to me like it seems like 21 is when you should be able to drive <laughs> yeah dude it'd be safer dude kids are fucking nuts crazy yeah yeah we all do we were all dumb kids yeah. i did stupid shit for sure but i can't even did you put a dumb kid and now we've got this weird entitlement culture right where it's like i mean it's just it's really weird man how nothing's your fault today like if you're a kid coming up today you don't think anything is your fault if anything that happens is someone else's fault, I mean, just the simple act of walking down the street, you don't have to fucking pay attention. You can just walk out into the street without even looking up because the culture today has gotten so far to the extreme of like, it's on everyone else to look out for you, right? Like we need to take care of you. You need to be taken care of. And so you have this culture of like, you know, you need to be looking out for me. I don't need to be looking out for you. And you add in fucking phones and shit and they're checking their social media and they're idiots to begin with because they're fucking 16-year-old kids. Man, it is a crazy combination. So, yeah. I had to just, like, zen out several times. Speaking of zen and out, like, I had complete hard shift here in topic but so i had like the family wedding and stuff there last weekend yeah that's why you recorded with the happy allegedly the alleged family and uh you'd be proud of me man i did drink a beer or two yeah hanging out with the family last weekend i had 
I love my niece, and what do you call her husband? Is she like my nephew-in-law, or you know, my niece's husband? Niece's husband. There you go. Okay. <laughs> but his family is way different than us. They're ranchers. They're cowboy hats, boots, riding horses, fucking doing whatever cowboys do. They operate in a different world. Completely nice people. Yeah. Could be nicer people, but it is shit. It's just different. And so you get. So Friday we get out there for like the rehearsal. I'm I'm using air quotes for everybody listening. The rehearsal dinner. Dude, there was zero organization, zero planning. Like, and that's even how the wedding went down on Saturday. Like, and me and my brother and like my dad and stuff, we don't operate that. Like, we're like, we get shit done. Okay, what's the plan? We I we need a goal. We're here for rehearsal. Are we rehearsing? Are we going here to decorate? Like boom, 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 boom. There was none of that. Like we get there, and there, it was their day as their event. Yeah. If that's how they want to operate, that's cool. And that's that's what led me to like, because we were getting a little bit worked up. Like me and my brother and stuff were like, "This is such. This is so. What are we doing here? This is so maddening." And then so we both had to like reframe. Like, all right, if this turns out to be a shit show, who cares? It's not our wedding, right? Right. Check. Okay. We're hanging out with each other. That's awesome. Cool. Check. Why are we getting so mad? Let's go drink a fucking beer. There you go. <laughs> and, that's <what> we, <laughs> and so we we had to run. I had to run myself through that mindset on Friday night, and then I had to. Then we get there on Saturday. It's kind of the same thing. And I was like, I was about to get angry or something. I was like, oh, they got a keg full of dirty hippie over there. Let's head to the keg. Oh yeah, man. It's the <laughs> so social you, lubricant. So that's. I figured you'd be proud of me. Hell yeah! And Hell, it, yeah. it helped relax. Like okay, I don't need to worry about this. That's yeah. it's not my day. Like See, if that's how they want to operate it, let them operate it, man. Why? Why am I stressed about why it? And it turned out good. They they were happy. They're a married couple now, so exactly, yeah. Fucking let them have at it, man. I know that is sometimes the uh, the best thing. Yeah, because you because you get this idea in your head on how things should operate, but not everybody thinks that way. Yeah, and if they don't want to operate that way, that's fine. Yeah. Like, why am I getting worked up about it? Yeah, you know? man. Something else I had a. Uh, an epiphany the other day I was dealing with something that had popped up and I was like you know like kind of similar where it's like hey I, I didn't create the situation I didn't ask for the situation but all of a sudden I'm in the situation where like I'm starting to become an, the asshole of the situation and I'm like this is fuck. I don't want this right I, I don't accept this gift of assholeness right like I don't I'm not I am not going to I don't know know how to explain it, but it was just like, I didn't create the situation. I didn't ask for the situation. And so I am not going to accept my, you know, it as far as like taking it on and feeling like I have to play a certain role in it. Cause like, yeah, if I, you know, play my role in this situation, I'm going to be an asshole. It's like, cause this is wrong and this blah, 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 blah. And it's like, wait a minute. Like if I create the situation, that's like, yes, I, I, I did this. You know, actively, and I'm gonna play my role in it because that's who I am and why I'm here. But I don't want to play this role, so I'm gonna play a different role. And yeah. you're like, I'm gonna play a fucking completely different. I'm gonna drink a beer, <laughs> drink a beer, and give zero fucks about the outcome. Yeah, because it has no bearing on me. Exactly. Whether yeah. it ends badly, you good, didn't ask for whatever, it, you didn't like create it. Nope. No reason out. for you to play that fucking role. No reason for me to get fired up and agitate anybody else. Agitate myself. There was zero reason for it. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yep. So once I put myself in the right Zen headspace, it's like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was funny. And then once like you're out of that role and people are treating you different because yep. they're not expecting you to be playing that role, or they're right. like, oh, 
he's not accepting this role. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> it's a different thing. So yeah, it's funny how you can change. It is the reality. Of perception. You just get, you change your, your perception of it. It completely changes the reality of it. Yeah. 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 So does that lead us to your awkward story yet? Not yet. Okay. I put it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be a good segue, but I don't like doing such good segues. I'm going to back up too. So another thing <laughs> that I found on the interwebs Remember we talked about a while ago that the Advocare, yep. the oh, business, yeah. they were getting in trouble by the FTC, yes. right? The ruling came down. They got the stamp of pyramid scheme. No way. But it's official. It, it actually... They got the fucking stamp. Wow. And so they end up... Uh, they end up... Their own, they owe the government or FTC, whatever, $150 million. Ooh. Which is nothing That's for them. Nothing. But they still, they they are designated as a pyramid scheme, and there's going to be, you no. Know, there is a, not only do they have to pay the government, or whatever, $150 million, there's a lot of uh, people that got signed up that feel they got duped. Lawsuits coming, man. Lawsuits that's going to that, open up the lawsuit yep, gate. That's what, that's what that is doing. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of people suing the shit out of them. So I thought I found that, because I was... We weren't sure what, you know, when that news got announced there a few yeah. months back. Like, oh, how's this going to go? But nope, it's it's done deal. Like, huh. they got designated as a pyramid scheme and people are going to be getting their money back. I wonder why Advocare was like the first one. Cause, I mean, yeah, you got Herbalife and you've got like, dude, so and many. Is Amway still around? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Amway's still around. I mean, there's a yeah, ton of them out there's there. There's a ton of them out there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But especially in the supplement world, right. like I mean, it's just it's ridiculous how many and it is. There's so there's many some pe- sort of juices or vitamins. yeah, some little supplement or vitamin, and and it's all the same. You see a very small number of people who got in early and had you know the right network connections, and they're making a shit ton of money. And the the company's pointing at them saying this you could be this. you too yep. when it's like they know fucking full well that the odds of that are like one out of a million next to nothing. To that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's like it's not yeah, it's it's a maddening uh thing because like you can if people were to take that time, energy and effort and invest it in something like truly productive for themselves, then like they could have, they could do something, you know, like it takes time and energy and effort to try to build your team mm-hmm. on one of these, uh, takes a lot. Things. Yeah. You're recruiting people, setting up meetings, going to like, yeah, dude, we've both seen people who are living the quote unquote, you know, the, the lifestyle. And it's like, dude, they're not just sitting back doing nothing. No, they're busy as fuck. Yeah. It takes a lot of time to maintain a lifestyle image of doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, man, it's it's not, but man, you could take that same thing and like invest it in online courses. Like you take the same amount of money that you put into trying to build your fucking team in Herbalife or you know Advocare or whatever, and you put that into some sort of like online education or you know whatever. Just it's like fuck, dude, you can you can do something with yourself. That's it. That's the thing that pisses me off, man. These people. Are, it's wasting human potential, and it's just taking advantage of people's like people like cause they, they, they they prey on people like oh this guy does want to succeed at yes. something he wants to be good at something he wants to make some money he wants to break free, free of this of, fucking cycle yep. of bullshit right but but they're just putting them into another cycle of yes. bullshit 
Yeah, yeah. And then it's always your fault. If it's not working out, it's because, well, you're not doing the things that you need to do. Did you make your 15 phone calls today? Right. Did you harass the fuck out of everyone that you know till they stop talking to you? You know, like, no? Well, get going. Some will, some won't. So what? It's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, those people just piss me off. So. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. It is. I'm, I guess, I'm, I guess I'm. Curious to see if this is the first domino that falls. Because yeah, if you can I, say Advocare is, you can point to a bunch of other ones and say. Yeah, I'm wondering just... why we're why they were the first one, you know, in this recent history oh, to go Usana. down. Sauna, that's that one out of Salt Lake City that I got sucked into for half a second through. It seems like I've heard that name. Before. Yeah, Usana. Yeah, they're like a herbal life, but they're out of uh, Salt Lake. Yeah. So, but same thing, man. Yeah, it's just this big. I went to their convention it was uh god that coach ian king i've mentioned mm-hmm. a few times i went to his he had a, a workshop or summit or something and it was in park city and so i went to it and uh actually jd penn bj penn's brother was there really yeah yeah at uh at that thing it was weird it was like hanging out with him you know eating dinner and shit because it's like jujitsu guys um but uh but he's all into that shit and he uses it he uses his you know, King Sports International as a way to get other coaches and other people involved. So he's one of these people who's gotten in early. He's got this network opportunity. So he's doing really well with it. And man, he pushes the shit out of it. Does he really? Oh, super hard. Super hard. And of course, like, it's under the guise of multiple streams of income, you know, finding ways to free yourself from the you know, working for hours, you know, uh, trading dollars for hours. Yeah. 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 You know, so that's how it's presented is like, you know, you do need to do that as a coach if you're going to do this long term. But, you know, then the answer is USANA and, you know, selling supplements and building your team and doing all this stuff. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I got signed up, man. Every once in a while, I will suspend my disbelief Mm -hmm. and just, okay. I'm going to just go with it and see what happens, right? Maybe there's something here and I'm just missing it. 99% of the time, that's not the I case. wake up and I'm like, yeah, that's not the case. I need to get the fuck out of this. So I was going along with it. I even went to, because the next weekend was their big conference because they always have this yearly conference. They had fucking Tony Robbins there. And I mean, you know, these big, and you've seen these mm-hmm. like, these fucking things are like massive gatherings man and they're just giant pep rallies to yep. get everybody there like yeah like, i bet dude i bet I, was, I went to one in uh texas for agriculture did you okay yeah year, years ago yeah so oh, yeah. yeah yeah man yeah, cause Cause I they're parading people across oh, yeah. the stage here's our diamond gold yep. Yep. platinum club winners and this could like, be you giant fucking checks dude, you know, who here wants to be up here next year <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's fucking flipping out and freaking out. And they yep. got the music and the lights and the, it's a whole show and everyone's just like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing, it's, but I admit, man, I got sucked into that fucking shit. Man, it, they it, they prey on your psychology. Yep. Like that stuff, they do that for a reason. It gets you pumped up. It gets you into the feeling like you're part of a tribe. And people want to feel like they're part of something bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. And that this is going to elevate them as well. Like as this thing gets elevated, they're going to get elevated with it. Right. And so it's, you can see where, but yeah, I went to the, the thing and you know, everyone's the big fucking rallies and you know, I'm always like, my thing is at this point, I, 
tell people it's hard to play you know jedi mind tricks on a fellow jedi mm-hmm. it's like i've been around the block so many times i i i understand exactly what you're doing when you stand up and you get people to raise their hands like as soon as you get crowd participation yep. the minute you do what the guy on the stage says you've bought into where he's going with this like it's all very you know it, it the, good speakers know exactly what they're doing as far as pulling levers to get you bought Bought into where they're going with this talk and but once you know it you're you're just like come on man i know what the fuck's going on here but you're watching everyone around you just like whoa (laughs) and it's just it's crazy like it was a little uh like if you were to go back now, it, it, you'd probably be freaked out. Yep. It's so cultish. Cultish. That's exactly you, the word I was going to use. Yes. You really start right. to see all of the stuff that they use. And it's the same mindset, same tricks that cults use to get buy-in and, and get people feeling isolated from the outside. And the, the, you know this inside group has this secret knowledge that no one else does. And we're on this mission that you're a part of now. And all this crazy shit, man. Yeah. And there's introducing all their new products and oh yeah, great seed extract. Look at these studies and how it fucking did this. And it's like, man, grape seed extract's been around for a long ass time. Like if, if it worked, we'd know it worked. We still wouldn't still be questioning it, right? And there was a I'm trying to think if there was this juice. I think they were claiming like it was an acai super berry Noni juice. juice. God, was it the what? Noni? No, that name doesn't sound familiar, but I remember it was the guy who owned the uh powerhouse gym back in michigan that i was working out at an old old dude and he was trying to get me sucked into it hard and uh, God, i can't i wish i could remember what I, the name I, it was. i'm almost trying to know exactly what you're talking about a bit because there was a period like noni juice was one and there was another one that i remember was like real big in like the strength training yeah. like kettlebell community the same thing i almost got sucked into it some yeah. somebody was trying to get me to buy into it and and it's just like ah, you know, you get right up to the edge, and then you're all like, of a sudden you're a like, second. "Wait, is going on here, yeah. man? This is insanity!" Like, I want to believe this so bad, but this is fucking yeah. Most time, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. I on that note, I gotta take a piss. Okay. This coffee's running through me before. Yeah, yeah, man. Continue the conversation. Can't yeah. concentrate properly. Right, we definitely need you to concentrate. <laughs> I might go piss too.
Yeah, it's gotta be kinda tough to lose to a blue belt. The blue belt. Hey, he's a purple belt now. The purple belt now. Alright. Uh, Alright, back. We're back. Oh, we lost we lost Ock of the podcast, but uh, I'm sure he'll come back. Come back. We'll hear him hitting the door. So uh yeah, we're just watching replay of ADCC. Fucking cyborg. Dude, so many good matches, dude. Complaining about losing to Nicky Rod. But uh it was, it was uh um what Keenan have you listened to the latest I think, podcast? I think I, I'm just about done with it. Yeah. That, did they have Lucas Barbosa? Yeah, 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 yeah. Keenan had like some He's got points. sunglasses on and shit. Yeah, no, with the uh, the difference between like jujitsu and like ADCC. You yeah, know. it's not a straight up jujitsu tournament. No, yeah, he's it's like not. he's like you know Nicky Rodriguez's jujitsu is not very good. No, it's elementary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his wrestling and his ability to uh, execute within the rule set of ADCC yep. is like next level well and the thing is like he's not I mean he's a good wrestler yeah. but he's not super high level I mean he's yeah. not Olympic caliber or he, he's not even like he's not even Ben Askren level yeah but he's good enough good enough he's yeah. good enough and he's got a good enough understanding yeah and and that rule set that we're when I, I didn't finish that statement he's got a good enough understanding of jiu-jitsu to not get caught in submissions and understand where the threats are and so it is a perfect combination for that rule set. Yeah. That's why he succeeded. Yeah. I mean, it's he's a big athletic dude, pretty decent wrestler, understands where not to put his legs in his arms. Yeah. I mean, he knows how to crush your face if he gets to your back. Like, that's perfect for ADCC, man. That's yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there were a lot of good matches uh, with that. So, but, anyways, what, what were we talking about before we went pee? I forget. Who knows? I don't, I don't remember. So, I had uh, I had two bro science things. I, I researched a bro science. Did you? Too. Yeah. So one, I it was uh, they were researching the effects of wood smoke during exercise. <laughs> I swear to God, man, they were How making people why? inhale wood smoke while exercising to. To see what the oxidative stress was, or, or something like that. Like I forget exactly. What is the what. purpose of this? Are they trying to get the performance of fucking lumberjacks or something? What are we doing here? I don't know what their what their motivation was, man. I'm gonna see if I can. I just seen your Morpheus pop up. My Morpheus is supposed to be here today. Nice. I hope it shows up in the mail today. Anyways, sidebar. What was it? Oxidative stress. It was wood smoke and exercise. So yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, they're, they're looking like the oxidative stress caused by wood smoke, and their conclusion was that. The wood smoke that they were uh, um, exposing them to wasn't strong enough, and they needed like heavier smoke because oh, it wasn't causing enough of a reaction, man. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck, dude? I start. I'm like, apparently, researching wood smoke is a thing. It's like there were several studies as I looked on like related articles that like researching the effects of wood smoke is a uh, how is a often field of people research. how often are people hanging out around wood smoke to where this is an issue. I mean, well, you can see like with firefighters, like if you're a fucking yeah, if you're a firefighter, firefighter like but they wear a fucking mask. Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know why they study it, like why it's such a thing. But the other, well, you know, sometimes so weird. Actually, one of my notes here was uh, sometimes like you get this weird momentum in research where people are studying things just because it's been studied before, mm-hmm. and they're studying it like a different angle or something else. So like. For example, um, there was a study that found that isometric uh, grip 
training lowered uh, blood pressure. I think I may have mentioned mm-hmm. it in one of the bro sciences. And so, you know, it was an older study. And so people started studying that, like trying to see if they could replicate those results of isometric grip strength training, lowering blood pressure. And then they started, you know, looking at, well, you know, how does this compare to regular aerobic exercise? Because that's what we recommend now. And so it's like you get this momentum of them studying isometric hand grip training for blood pressure and it's like wait a minute what the fuck man like why do you guys have 50 studies on this shit like you guys couldn't like look at the effects of like maybe total body or like leg ice like you couldn't but because it was one study and then someone tried to replicate it and then someone tried to study it compared to something else and then something you know and then all of a sudden is, is you're a scientist and you're looking at this shit and you're like Oh, there's been research done in this area. And then you're like, you know, oh, I have a question about this. I want to do a, a study on. And oh, I have a question about that. And the next thing you know, there's this whole momentum going where it's like, why, why? the fuck are we doing this? That, that's, you just have to ask why. Why? You get so far, so far removed from the original study, which probably was beneficial, to you get 10 steps removed from it. And then you, you have to stop and be like, why? Now and, it's and a that, study now. And, yeah. that, and that leads you to... Wood smoke. Wood smoke and exercise. Yeah, like how the fuck? Somebody studied wood smoke and then somebody studied something else with it and somebody compared it to something else. Now all of a sudden you got this momentum yeah. going and people are like, oh, well, studying wood smoke is a thing. And it just got so far removed. The original study was probably legit. It probably made sense, but then it just got so far removed. You're yeah. Like, well, the, the thing fuck? is with science is you want to see if you can replicate results. Right. Because until you can replicate the result, it's not really valid. Because, you know, there can be a mistake. And yeah. so that's why you will see people repeat studies and study the same thing. Because if you can replicate those results, then it just, again, it never proves it. But it just makes it more likely that it is true. The more times that it's replicated, the more likely that that is what's going to happen the next time. And so, uh, but like I said, like you, you can get... That, that momentum gets going and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're, you guys are, are being, some, you know, this research is being driven by forces besides like good knowledge and fucking, you know, understanding new things. You guys are just fucking being scientists here, mm-hmm. which is, uh... but anyways, and I found a patent for an isometric training ball. Say that again? <laughs> it looks like it's an isometric training ball. Okay. And there's a patent out. That, okay. that somebody got in 1998 on it. It's expired in case somebody wants to steal it now. But it basically looked like an inflatable ball with handles on it that you could like push and pull and squeeze. So like a like a like a Swiss ball with yeah. handles. Yeah, like an 18 inch diameter Swiss ball with like cloth handles on either side. And it was, it was he, he was he patented it as an isometric training device. Have you patented your isometric training strap yet? <laughs> I have not gotten to the point where I'm going to try to relabel a fucking jiu-jitsu belt. I got to put handles on it or something. <laughs> and then I can... No, you just got to get an embroidered saying isometric training strap. There you go. I can get a design patent on it. Yep. So no, I can steal my design. But no, I have not done that. So, huh. but uh, yeah, anyways, that was my my bro science for the... Uh, for the day. So, what's your bro science? I can't, I don't know if it's really bro science, but it was kind of a good study. I'll tell you how I explain how I came about it. Uh, like we were talking about before the podcast, 
sadly, a couple weeks ago, I had to put my poor dog down. And I wasn't going to jump into getting another one, another dog. But, like, dude, my house is just, I live by myself. And it was just way too lonely and quiet without a dog. I was, yeah. like, I was like, that's it. I need a buddy. Dude, I've had dogs. Literally, I've had dog in my life since the age of eight. And I can, even when I moved out and did the ski bum thing, the, you know, for when I moved out of my parents' house when I was 19 or whatever, my roommate had a dog. Like, dude, I can't, I think there was only, I've only had like a couple months in my life here or there where there wasn't a dog. Like, either my roommate or I had one. Like, I, I've always had them, dude. Yeah. I was like, so I wasn't going to rush into getting one. I was like, oh, fuck it, I got to. But that led to, I, I came across this, just, here, let me look it up. Uh, this study done, sorry, I got to know how to operate my fucking new phone here. No, it's fine. Uh, it was in, like, NBC News put it out, but it was a study done in, uh, to the, the journal was called Circulation on Cardiovascular Quality and Outcomes. The researchers found that dog ownership was associated with a 24% reduced risk of death from any cause among the general public and a 33% lower risk of death among heart attack survivors who live alone. I, I came across that and I was like... It, it's it for your health. Yes. It's, it's a performance enhancing. <laughs> it's a performance enhancing dog. Yes. <laughs> so I justified my decision to adopt another dog. <laughs> That's good, man. I totally agree. I mean, I can't... I do, yeah, dogs are fucking awesome. I mean, that was uh, one of Jordan Peterson's 12 rules. He said pet a cat, pet but a cat. He, he admitted that he was just doing that because he's a dog person, didn't want to be accused of being anti-cat. But uh, yeah, man, petting a dog is a good way to remind you yeah. that, yeah, somebody somebody loves you. Yeah, somebody loves you. Somebody Even loves you. Furry little stinky animal. That's like, right, yeah. man. That's right. Dude, that's we've talked about before. Like, I just I don't trust people that don't like dogs. I don't. Something that's just off. Yeah. Like humans that don't like dogs, I think we're like gotta have like you know thief like bad guy genes in them somewhere. You know what I mean? Like who doesn't like dogs? The only people I can think of that don't like dogs are people that like, or maybe they had ancestors that got mauled to death by some fucking dogs or something. But I don't know. Yeah, dude, I can't. I don't know anybody in my life right now that doesn't like dogs. I mean, I I don't even know anybody that's like just kind of like yeah, whatever dogs. I don't care. Like I don't yeah. even anybody I know is like oh yeah, dog. They either have dogs or like oh I'd like to get one or they're cool as shit. You know. Yeah. Very few people dislike them. I love them. So I'm a yeah, sucker. Man. I got yeah. a new, I got a new one coming. Dogs are great. You don't have to own them. Like I said, people that don't like them, I'm just like well yeah. wait a minute, what's wrong with you? What's yeah. off with that? So, so. I got a story and you got a story. Who's going to go first? Uh, I'll show, mine's a little embarrassing, so let's get it out of the way. All right. <laughs> this this happened really recently. It was either last week or the week before. I was at work doing a delivery, and I was actually working here in town and doing a delivery to a local business. Pull up. I'm unloading the stuff out of the back of my truck, and I see the people that are coming to accept the delivery walking across this parking lot or store or whatever. Yeah. And... Uh, there was a guy and a girl, and from a distance, like, oh, this might be a pretty girl. I don't get to talk to and deal with pretty girls on a regular day-to-day basis in my job because it's yeah. industrial. It's mostly yeah. guys, yeah. right? So anytime you get to do a delivery to a pretty girl, you're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, nice. fist pump. You know? I'm yeah. like, all right, I get to talk to a pretty girl for two minutes, right? And uh, so, and she got closer and closer. I'm very feminine looking, right? You know, dress, dress, skirt, whatever, the whole nine yards. And, you know, from... 
30 feet away. I was like, oh, it's going to be a pretty chick. I like this. Good deal. Then I wasn't paying attention. I was doing my thing. And I turned around to hand her the paperwork to sign. And then all of a sudden, like, my brain started misfiring. It was like, this is, this is like, short-circuiting and shit. I'm like, what am I looking at? Again, for some reason, I deal with these fucking people all the time. <laughs> they find you. They find me. <laughs> Definitely used to be a man. It's this woman now. I don't know how far down the rabbit hole this girl, I guess I'll call her girl, has gone through the sex change process. Couldn't tell if he really had a boob job or not. Could have just been a woman with small boobs. But, man, it was clearly a fucking man at one point in her life. Like, the bone structure, the hands. Like, had some thick fucking meaty mechanic hands. <laughs> you know, like, you're not getting... And then it, the closer you look, you're like... Like, my brain was still just misfiring. Like, like all these short circuits. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? And uh, so I just... And I always get so fucking weirded out because, like, I'm a really polite person. Like, I just, was yeah. taught, I'm always like, thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Especially at work. Yeah. And I, like, I have a hard time, like, when my, I see that and then my natural inclination, like, I always fuck it up. I always call a woman a man or man. Like, I always fuck it up whenever I'm dealing with these operation confirmation people. And so I, I was just very careful. I was just like. Okay, no pronouns, no pronouns. I'm saying, I'm saying this by, by this this person signing my paperwork. No pronouns, no pronouns. And I was just like, thank you, but like, just whatever, man. Probably a nice person, but it's just I got duped. There was nah. like there was like a ten second period, like, oh, this is a pretty girl. Yeah. And then I realized like, this is not a girl. But anyways, so that was my embarrassing story. I got duped by a transvestite, if that's the proper word nowadays, transgender. Yeah, I, I feel like transvestor is not, not the proper word anymore. I'm not sure what they. Yeah, that's funny, man. That's I got an interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, it seems to me. I don't know what it is, man, but there is a unusually high level of uh, like transgender people in this area i know that i was just gonna say the same thing like we live in a small little mountain town Fucking dude tiny like we are sixty thousand people in this valley man. right and we are 250 miles from denver 250 miles from salt lake city those are the two biggest cities near yeah. us we're we are in a small valley mountain town I mean, it's not super small but it's by city standards it's small dude they're we they're everywhere i fucking go i'm running yeah not that it bothers me but no, no, it's, no like, it's just weird. It's just weird. It's like just how, weird. And because this is a really conservative town also. I mean, our county yeah. doesn't even allow fucking pot dispensaries. Yeah. We bitched about it before. And this is Colorado. In Denver, for Christ's sakes, they decriminalized magic mushrooms already. Yeah. But here, in our, they don't allow pot dispensaries. That's how conservative our valley is. And the fact that we run into that many transgender people, like... I just, yeah. How? Why? What's going on here? Dude, I told you I was doing some uh, some research online and came across several psychiatrists in this area who specialize in helping your child transition uh, sexual identities. Here in this valley? Here in this valley, yes. Here in Grand Junction, more than one, man, with like big like specialization in helping with the, the transition, helping your child transition. Yeah, it's fucked up. Fucking weird, man. I don't, I don't get it. Uh-uh. You know, and it's like the the tough thing is, is it's uh, I mean, I don't know. 
whatever. It's it's one of those, <laughs> you, you just you know. I don't know, like it's uh I don't know I don't even know how to put it. It's you, you know when you probably just don't put it. <laughs> yeah, when you when you make it so fucking attractive and it's such a supported thing, you know, and it's like you're a kid who's confused already about just life in general. And kids you're just, are confused, and man. you're just kids trying are... to find a way to to feel accepted. Right. You know, like that's all you want to do is feel accepted when you're a kid, mm-hmm. and and one of the ways to feel accepted today because you're you can't like it, it, yeah you have to accept people if they are transgender or gay and so it's, so it's like a surefire way to get accepted it is a surefire way to get accepted in like in society today That's with that what's so, up dude hey oh what do we got we got um, a pokemon update yep um today i bring in a pokemon card called kangaskhan he does 50 plus damage. It has two Pokemon in the back. It's a Raichu and a Lone Raichu. And he's and he has like a little baby kangaroo in his pouch, even though um it's like a Pokemon. It kinda looks like a kangaroo. Cool. And it has like three super sharp claws. That's awesome, dude. Heck yeah. I haven't had a Pokemon update in a week, a couple weeks. Yeah. That's good, man. He's got a few cards. He's almost up to 200. Yep. Wow. 186. That's Pokemon. awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, if you have enough time, I'm going to um, show you all my new ones. Just, okay. We, we have a rule that I can't take more than one out. So I'll show you just them in my binder. Okay. Well... Yeah, if we got time, we'll discuss it. after we record, if we got time before we go to It's not that you can't, you can't take them out and leave them out. That's the uh, thing that you do. Okay. Yeah. You can, if you want to take them out. Well, but, mom said that I can um, just show him in the binder. Yep, that's fine. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks, dude. Yep. All right. I got to show you a picture of my new dog. Wait, you got a new dog? I had to get a new dog. He's pretty cool. I think his name is going to be Frank Sinatra. Is that a funny name for a dog? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess I'll go on. I guess I'll keep got some good luck. He did have to scratch out of the door. Yep. All right, All right buddy. See ya. We'll see ya. <laughs> nice. The Pokemon update. We went right from the transgender us. conversation. To saved po- us from ourselves. It did. It did save us. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. All right. So, uh, um, all right. So, I got a story for you. All right. So, one of my adventures over in Europe during my modeling days was I ended up in uh, in Athens uh, for a month and you know had some fucking interesting stories there but long story short I had to get home my, my time in, home you mean back to the states I had to get back to the states yeah okay. my, my time over in, in Europe basically my money was running out and so Oh, that's right, dude. I'd forgotten that it happened. I'd been in like a fucking car accident and had gotten like a couple grand out of it. And like that's what I was using to finance my journeys around, you know, Europe. And so after a few months, it starts to run out. So I had to get back home. So I had an open ended uh, return ticket, but it was from Milan because I flew into Milan. And so I had to get back to Milan to get. A plane ride, a plane flight out of there. 
And so I'm in Athens and I'm like, well, we got to get the fuck back to Milan. So how are we going to do this? And uh, I'd gotten over there. I'd gotten flown over there because I'd actually gotten a job um, doing something. That's right. We went over to the island of Crete and did like a photo shoot for a week. But I had, that's how I ended up in Athens was going over for a job. So I got flown over there for that. But it was up to me to figure out how to fuck to get out of there. Really? there. They fly you over there for a job. They don't give you a round trip ticket. No, 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 no. It's kind of fucked up. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. Anyways, so uh, God, do I remember like flying into that Greek airport and you've got because I'm pretty sure they still are, but like you know, Greece and Turkey aren't fucking close friends, Mm-mm. and the island of Crete has been a contentious uh, thing for them. And so, uh, it was armed, man. You walk out and you've got fucking armed military. You've got fucking tanks and shit around there. It was back in like the late nineties. So, um, but I remember, uh, when we were getting ready to leave, fly, uh, fucking fly over the island of Creek. Cause I'd flown into Athens. Anyways, we're fucking at the airport and all of a sudden this fucking jet. And then like two seconds later, these other two jets going, and the guy, the guy that we're with looks up and he's like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, what? And he's like, well, that's a Turkish fighter there. And those are the two Greek fighters chasing them. They're just fucking with each other. The Turks will come into our airspace and fuck with us. And then we got to chase them out. And I'm like, we're about to get in a plane and go up there. <laughs> yeah, why are we so flippant about this? this is yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. Like, we're just watching, like, yeah, like two fucking armed, like, yeah, these they're playing fucking war games with each other. Right. Like Real war games. Real war games, right. Yeah. And it's like, we're going up there? <laughs> like, oh, shit. But, um, so anyway, so, but the flight was, we couldn't get a flight back to Milan, so we got a boat ride. So, I don't know exactly how we figured this shit out, but you could get a boat ride from, from somewhere in Greece to Venice, and then we could catch a train from Venice to Milan, and then we were back in our, our home territory. And so, uh, we get to the fucking boat, Actually, I remember a cabbie tried to fucking... We were trying to get a bus to the boat. A cabbie tried to lie to us and tell us that he would take us to the boat and that it would cost less than the bus. And we were, like, talking to him, and the, Dude, the cabbies over in Greece were fucking ruthless. Like, they were the kind of, like, you'd get to where you were going, and they'd be like, oh, look at that over there. And when you look, they'd hit their fucking meter and add, like, another zero to it. Just, like, you had to keep your eye on these motherfuckers. They were always trying to rip you off. And, uh... So we get to the boat, we get on the boat, and it's this like weird cross between like a cruise liner and a refugee cargo ship. So you could get a ticket with a room, or you could just get like an open ticket to board the ship. You just get on the ship and figure it out. And just get on the ship, and they take you down below, and there's <laughs> fucking hallways, and they're just like, here you go. And there's just people everywhere. How long of a boat ride is this? Uh, we were on it for like, it was over a day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, We were on it for over 24 hours. Huh. So, yeah. I think, yeah, it was overnight. So we, but yeah, so we're, we're down here, man. It's like literally like fucking families like camped out, all their possessions and shit with them. And like, like it's borderline looking like, you know, refugee type shit. We're like, what the fuck is going on here? And they're, uh. They're like, yeah, just find a spot on the floor and, you know, camp out. We're like, we're supposed to leave our stuff here? And, and they're like, yeah, man, it's fine. Everybody does. And so, you know, we just had to leave our bags there. 
And, uh, you know, it wasn't like a cruise liner, like a fucking carnival cruise. With like, you, know, <laughs> you couldn't go hit the buffet. No, there wasn't entertainment and shit like that. It was just like, it was a big fucking ship though. And, and so they did have like a, a like a dinner, um, you know, room and, and then it was just like a deck you could hang out on and stuff. And so, you know, that was weird, man. If you've ever been out in the ocean where there, you can't see shit, it's just like fucking ocean everywhere so disorienting. it's a little disorienting yeah. you start to realize like fuck man if anything happened right now that would suck like, which way do i swim <laughs> yeah which way do i swim so we're uh so that night we're we're in the dinner room me and my buddy and uh we're you know eating the dinner and there's fucking all sorts of people around it's like you know weird mix of tourists and you know refugee Refugees. folks yeah and, and weird american mm. you know male models hanging out and uh so my buddy he goes hey man i think we can get that bottle of wine over there i'm like what and he's like yeah and it was a table sitting over on the side and it had like a display basically like all the different like drinks that you could buy and so like and so like the bottles of wine were on display to say like "Eh, you know that's what you can get and it wasn't like expensive wine or anything like that like fucking five dollar bottles he's like yeah i think we can get that bottle there I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, dude, nobody's looking. Just walk over there and fucking take it. And oh, I was like, all right. <laughs> this sounds like a good idea. <laughs> sounds like a good idea. Wonderful idea. <laughs> Wonderful. So go over and fucking, you know, thinking I'm being all slick. I'm looking around and, you know, I take it and put it on my jacket and go back and sit. And I'm like, man, this is cool. All right. Nobody knows. And so we fucking, we left. We go out and, uh. You know, we stash the bottle in one of our bags and we're walking around and then one of the crew comes up to us and they're like, hey, we need to talk to you. I know. And we're like, what? And they're like, so this kid said that he saw you take a wine bottle. And I'm like, what? And like, apparently some fucking kid saw us, saw me do it, man. Like, I thought I was like, yeah, it ratted me out. And, and, uh. And of course, me and my buddy are like, no, 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 man, no, we, we didn't take that, we didn't do that, and it's like, um, and and they were like, well, you know, this guy said you did, and we were like, dude, we'll pay for the fucking bottle if it's a problem, you know, pull out our money, and we're like, you know, dude, if it's, you know, like, whatever, like, we're, you know, we didn't take it, but if it's a problem, we'll pay for it, right, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going to admit to it, but if I need to right. pay for it, like, like let's, okay with that. we're okay with that, like, let's, you know, and, uh. And they're like, no, no, you know, if you didn't take it, then you didn't take it and, and, uh, all this shit. And it was just very like, you know, weird. Like they, you know, knew that we did it, but they couldn't quite prove it. And we're like, oh fuck, man. And so we were like afraid they were going to go and search our bags or something like that. So we fucking ran downstairs, got the wine bottle out and like, dude, we got to throw it overboard. Oh no. But then we're like, we can't waste it. We got to drink it first. <laughs> So we fucking like hit the the car in the corner and powered the wine down and then fucking threw it overboard. (laughs) Threw the fucking evidence overboard. So many illogical decisions here made here. (laughs) Again, when we talking about young people being dumb. Oh, it's fucking retarded, man. Oh, yeah. So, but it was funny, man, because the rest of the time it was uh, like when we first got on board, you know, the crew... You know, a couple people in the crew were, like, kind of cool with us. And, you know, like, we're, like, American, you know, fucking whatever. So, a little bit of a novelty. They are talking to us and being friendly. But, dude, you could tell, like, after that, like, they were 
every time we got a look from one of the crew, it was like, dude, they know that we fucking stole that wine bottle and they can't prove it. And they're so fucking pissed off about it. That's hilarious. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. We were just so ready to get off that boat. But the refugee ship. Oh my God. Yeah. That's an experience I've never had. I've never ridden on a refugee ship. Yeah, it was... Uh, sure, I probably never will. Trying to sleep on the floor of a hallway of a big ocean ship. is. Uh, yeah, it was an experience. Hmm. I even at one point went up to him and, and was like, look, man, like, do you have any rooms? Like, I will pay for a room. Like, I did not realize that this is what we were getting. And uh, they're like, no, we're all sold out. You know, that's, that's the best you got, so... Dude, we ended up like sneaking off into like one of the lounge areas. That's right, like grabbing some cushions off one of the couches. Nice. Like, we just yeah, Made a little bit better. Yeah, we just totally did our own thing. It was like, man, they can kick us out if they find us, but we're uh, yeah trying to sleep on the floor down there with five hundred other people is a little awkward. Doesn't make for a good night of sleep. No, 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 no. Being drunk probably doesn't help either. Nah, dude, that bottle of wine didn't do nothing. Yeah. We were that was just. Uh, more on principle's sake. <laughs> it's more because we could. It's one of those stupid things. You're like, yeah, I can do that. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Not thinking to yourself, like, why do I want to do this? I could just buy it. <sighs> yeah, I know. You're Looking kidding. Back. You don't think about that shit. But then, too, it's like, you know, your buddy's like, dude, we can get that. We can do you it. You're like, oh, yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. Dude. It's like, I think we even, like, like he was doing something to try to, like, distract. Like, you're that's probably why we got seen, you know? It's, like, too obvious or whatever. We're trying to outsmart ourselves. You should have like pretended to choke for a second, you know, and had everybody running over. <laughs> could have grabbed all sorts of shit. And be like, ah. I think there's a book about that called Choke. That Chuck, yes, Chuck Palahniuk. Chuck Palahniuk. Yes, yeah. that's how he pays for his mother's yep. uh, shit. That's right. Gotta make someone think they saved you, and then dupe them. Dupe them into giving you money. That's a good book. Yeah, it's interesting. So there Anyways. you go. There's my. Fucking refugee wine bottle story. There's not. I haven't heard. I've heard most of your stories. I don't think I've heard that one yet. No, nah, that's a that's an obscure one. Yeah, I've got some major ones, like some main highlight stories from that time, and but there are a ton of little side stories filling in. It's one of those things, man. When I think back, I'm like, dude, I was only there for three months. A lot of shit but can happen. God three damn, months. every day. You know, you're in a foreign country with crazy shit happening. I mean, it seemed like forever. That's so. a long time. It is a long time, but it's... To go on a quote-unquote vacation, right? I mean, it yeah. wasn't a vacation. You were working, but to be away from your home country... Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Making a bunch of poor decisions to boot. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we didn't have anywhere to go in... Uh, when we got back to Milan, that's right. We just... We knew there was a model's apartment that we had stayed in, and we didn't tell our agency that we were coming back. I forget what it was. Like, the agency that we were with there wasn't the best one and so uh we just came back and we were like dude we're gonna walk in that apartment and if someone's there if some other models are living there we're just gonna because it, it was like i had a couple days till my flight left and so you know you're showing up in this fucking city without really knowing do i have somewhere to sleep but i got this key still to this model's apartment that i ain't been there in like four weeks and uh, but luckily no one was staying there but yeah we were ready to walk in and just be like play it off like oh yeah no we're models with the agency and you know if we could talk them into letting us stay there that's crazy <laughs> but uh yeah it was man you so. know hearing these stories makes just makes me think it takes you back to the time to way before smartphones were so prevalent 
you know, and Ubers and Airbnbs, like shit is so easy nowadays. So easy now. Yeah. Like, it's so easy nowadays when you got these little computers in your pocket. Like you can Google Translator. Yeah, everything. Everything yeah, about it just makes up. we take that for granted until you think about those times like, huh. Yeah. Like some of the problems and headaches I remember getting into as a kid or traveling, like yeah. Dude, if I just would have had this, it wouldn't have been an issue. Right. No, no shit, yeah, dude. All. Trying to figure out how am I going to get from Athens back right. to fucking Milan. Like, Super easy once you got a phone. No computers. Yeah. No nothing. It's just like a travel agency. I'm pretty sure we went to a fucking travel agency. Which I think they like, still exist. The I think there's still travel agencies no, there's, out there. There still are. But, uh, I'm, yeah, I don't know how they stay in business, but there still are. Man, I remember doing that a bunch, man. That's how you got your plane tickets. It's like crazy as a kid, to think yeah. about. Like, oh, you're gonna fly out to California to visit your parents or visit whatever. Call a travel you gotta agent. Call a travel agent. Go see the travel agent. Get your tickets. <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. That was just all online. Yeah. I know it would be so. It's so much easier, but I'm glad I freaking figured out how to navigate. Good experiences. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because trying to navigate Athens and Milan with just a map. <laughs> I remember when I was delivering pizzas when I was 16. Just re- the maps out of the back of the phone book. Yeah. Get an address and you just follow the grid. Like, I think it's over here. Yep. Oh, yeah. Head yeah, in that yeah. direction. Yep. I did some delivery driving back in the day before GPS shit, too. Yep. You're like, I think I know where it's at. And then, yeah, get some directions if you need it. Yep. So, it's come a long way. It has. But it's created a softer generation, for sure. They all think that you got to take care of them. So. I can see that. Blame it on the fucking smartphones. Dude, I mean, we're so... It's... The thing that sucks now, you know, is that you come up and you want things better for you, for your kids, than you had it. But the problem is, is you end up taking away some of the experiences that made you who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's just... There's no way around that. It is just... If you're going to do better for your kids than you had done for you, which is just... Natural, natural instinct that's how everybody wants to do it it's yeah there's going to be a trade off with that so it's uh I'm glad the world is an easier safer place for my kid but by the same token are you doing uh, him a disservice it is a, it is a <laughs> funky balance man like how, how do you balance that out yeah you know yeah I think yeah I think just being conscious of it is part of the is the first step if you don't even realize there's a problem there Maybe you just start a new parenting thing where you just come Friday afternoon after they get out of school, you kick your kids out of the house for the weekend. Like, you guys just survive and figure it out. Come back on some doors are locked until Dude, Sunday. I know, man. <laughs> Go learn how to survive. That's not too far from what happened to us, man. I don't I don't know if that's a good parenting strategy. There might be some laws against that. Yeah. Well, but, you can uh, come back for dinner. It'll be intermittent fasting. That's right. Combined with survival <laughs> skills. <laughs> You gotta get in the, you're out of here. You, you can come stay in the driveway. Dinner. You can stay in the driveway for all I care, That's but you it. can't come yeah. inside. Outside of the, this four-hour eating window, <laughs> <laughs> you're out there. Figure it out until Monday. Shiloh's going to listen to this week's episode and be terrified. Like, please don't ever let Rob have any decision-making on what happens with us. Yeah, no, but... Uh, Z would probably dig it. Yeah, for a minute. A minute, yeah. Then he'd realize... That uh, he couldn't watch Pokemon for the weekend. <laughs> Dude, we had him blow up the other day. He was the internet was out, and uh, he came home and he was like, "I'm starving." It's like, "Well, eat your snack plate over there." 
I'm not going to eat until the TV's working so I can watch my cartoons while I'm eating. Oh, no. Like, literally, he's like, I'm starving. He's, like, almost in tears, like, because he's hungry, but he's frustrated because he wants to... I was like, oh, my God, this has gone so far off the rails. <laughs> like, we had to dial that back in. Like, no more watching TV while you're eating. Like, that was a rule that we let kind of slide, and now we remember, like... Oh, this, this is, is why. why. But it is. It's like, man, that Atomic Habits book that I'm reading. You said you've read yep. it. And it's like, you got to be so careful about the associations that you create. So, like, if you are, you know, it, it's not necessarily bad, but you just need to understand that they're there. So, like, yeah, I like to sit down and watch TV while I'm eating. Mm -hmm. So, I have associated eating with watching TV. And if I don't turn on the TV when I'm sitting down to eat, there is that initial, like... Seems a little weird. little, like, oh, man. Yeah. But... But then you just have to, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Like, I have just associated, like, there's just this association that I have. The association isn't real. Like, television isn't necessary for me to eat. It's just a trigger that I've created in my life. And so, well, i got to take control of that trigger. And, you know, so it's easier on the occasion when, when you don't. But it's understanding. It's like that's how you keep those things from happening. But, yeah, it's so easy to create weird triggers in either your life or your kid's life. Like that's the other thing is you got to constantly be thinking about when you got kids, like what kind of associations am I creating here? Like, you know, the, uh, they get, a, they get snacks when they go to jujitsu. Mm -hmm. So they can't go to jujitsu without snacks. Like snacks are part of like, they associate mm -hmm. going to jujitsu with getting a snack bag to, to have after their class. And while we're continuing to train, so yeah, you forget the snacks or you forget the Kindle or something like that. And it's, it's a bad like, deal. It's a bad deal. <laughs> it's like, fuck, you know, we've created this association. So, but it's impossible not to, you know, you're just throughout your daily routines, you're going to create these associations. You just have yep. to, it's, a lot of it is being conscious of it and trying to create the right ones and being aware when you're creating wrong ones, bad ones. And like, that was like, dude, like the phone I had to change my routine recently. Like I don't, at night, I write down the three things that I got to get done the next day before I can check email or look at any social media or anything. That's good. That's a good plan. Yeah. Because I, I realized like I was, you know, sitting in the morning, I'd do my Morpheus reading and then I just would, I have my phone in my hand. So easy. Right. So it's like so easy. Just, oh, let's see what happened on Instagram. Did anybody message me? Like that's my, that's my pretext is yeah. like, did, did somebody message me that I need to see? And then, oh, well, you know, no messages, but I'm here. So, and then a half hour later. Yeah, even like, five minutes. It yeah. doesn't matter, right? It's like that's five minutes of just that was gone. And then checking email. I once heard it put that like email represents everybody else's priorities. You know, like when someone's emailing you, usually like they have a priority and they're wanting your help with it. And all of a sudden they're hoping it becomes your priority. Exactly. So yeah. as soon as you open your email you start taking on other people's priorities for that day. And it's so easy to like open your email first thing in the morning and then be like, oh, well, this guy needs me to answer this question and this guy, you know, wants this. And then, you know, you get done and you're like, oh, I was productive. And it's like, yeah, you were productive for them, but you did not fucking do anything for you. And so, yeah, I had to consciously like change that i was like man i'm being super unproductive day after day and i realized the problem was i'm checking shit first thing in the morning and then doing everybody else's priorities mm -hmm. and feeling like i accomplished something so now i gotta get these three things done before you touch your before phone before i touch well it's not really my phone but just email or, or social media like i don't engage with either one of those things either on my computer or phone until i've done those three things 
And man, like most days, it's usually not till like two or three o'clock in the afternoon by the time I get them all done. And so, uh, you know, I'm not checking shit until later in the day and it's been great, you know? So it's like, I'm checking, I'm on my phone much less, but my goal wasn't, you know, if I made a goal to like stop checking my phone. It's different. It's different. I have to replace one habit with another habit. Like that's, uh, you know, one thing, like you can't break a bad habit. You can replace it with another habit and, or, you know, minimize the cues and things that trigger that habit. But like, so for me, you know, like I had to change my habits around to get my fucking, you know, that phone under control. And it wasn't even bad. Like my phone usage is not bad compared to most people's, but you still realize like, fuck, man, this thing will just... It's a super convenient tool, but it oh. is, it's dangerous, dude. Yeah. It, it'll be such a time suck. You associate it with so many different things. So many, yeah. I, you know, I do, I mean, I don't run an online business like you, so I don't need it for that as much. Yeah. But even like, you know, I don't have social media, so that's not on my phone. I even like in the morning, I was listening to podcasts when I'm getting ready for work in the morning and doing my routine. And I, most of the time, I just activate it by talking to it, whether I use Siri or I use my, my Alexa at home. That way, I don't even have to touch my phone. So it's still my routine. I can just, as I, my, my phone stays out in the kitchen, I walk out there, I start making my coffee, I just yell at my phone, hey, play this and this, and this podcast. Yeah. And play this, you know, and I don't even have to touch it. So that way I'm not tempted. I'm not tempted to look at this. Look so at now that. I got your Morpheus band coming. I know. So you're going to be sitting there with your phone in your hand. Like you're going to be sitting yeah. in a chair with your phone in your hand looking at your Morpheus reading after you've gotten done taking yeah. it. It's like that's where... You're supposed to do that like first thing in the first morning. First thing in the morning, yeah. Before you do anything. Yeah. I mean, you want to do it either... I mean, he recommends doing it before you even get out of bed. Like okay. that's optimal. But he's like, you need to do it before you do anything that like any coffee coffee, yeah anything so just get up and he's like but you just the other thing is be consistent so if you're going to do it laying down in bed always do it laying down in bed if you're going to do it sitting up after you get out of bed always like do it that way um but uh yeah so but it is like first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. so you are like grabbing your phone first thing in the morning morning, sitting down looking at it and so that's where like the temptation of like oh so easy and it's just a little button (laughs) click a little button man Uh I've had to like hide, I've hidden all my, I don't have any of my social media or email buttons like on my home screen. Like I have to That's open something true. else and then click it. So even just that one extra step. Hey, it's it's beneficial. It is, man. And it, getting rid of notifications too. Oh yeah. I don't have any notifications. Ruthless with the those o- things. The only notifications I have are phone calls and texts. Yeah. Besides that. You know, like no email. I don't, nope. I don't have social media. Like no, yeah. that little red circle. I don't know how it is. On I always have Apple phones, but yeah. they always get that little red circle, and so it's just begging you to click on it. Like, yeah. oh, who wanted to talk to me? Who wanted? And every goddamn app you download for this or that, it's got notifications. Five different notifications. And you got to go in. You got to act because it always defaults to allowing notifications. Yep. You got to go in and turn them off. Turn yeah. them off. Yeah, that, that'll get you too. Yeah, it's one thing I like about this Pixel is like if you get a notification, you can just like long press it, and then the option to stop notifications comes right up there. on it, so I don't have to go digging into the app itself and do all that shit. So that's nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah, those notifications are uh, crazy. They know, just, to, they know how to get you, man. Dude, I see people. I don't know how people navigate. You know, you you see their phones, and it's just blowing up all the time notifications from facebook instagram every little thing is just constantly ding 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 ding. and then you you know you look at their email they're checking their email and it's just like like 
fucking giant list of unread emails and unresponded to emails. And it's like, how do you mentally find any space to like be a human being in that world, man? Like you're just constantly being, your attention is constantly being attracted by that other people, other people's priorities or your priorities. So yeah. Anyways, but it's, it's those habits, man. You got to get those habits. That's a good read. I read that book a while back. Yeah. I, I remember I listened to, what's his name, James Clear? James Quick? It seems like it's a James. It's a, yeah. James, I, for some reason, there's two guys out there that are authors, and James Clear is one and James Quick is one. But anyways, it's a good book. I read it. I heard him on a podcast, an interview with him. I forget what podcast. Yeah. I was like, oh, this guy's kind of got some good stuff to say. It's a really easy read. I like, the thing that I like about it is he's he's combined some of the, like, the Jordan Peterson higher concept stuff of like the choices that you make are a reflection of who you are mm-hmm. right like you know i don't mean you don't see the the same choice and then i choose a and you choose b like the way that you see the world makes your choice self-evident and the way that i see the world makes my choice self-evident we don't necessarily see the same choices and choose a and b and so that's what he was talking about in the book is like that's the problem most people make with their habits is there's like you know the three levels is your outcome like what actually happens, the, the next level in is your processes that you use. And then your, your inner core is like, you know, who you are, like who you see yourself as, because who you see yourself as sets up the systems that you use and that sets up the, the outcomes that you have. So if you see yourself as a healthy person, right, then if you're a healthy person, well, you have systems in place because you're a healthy person. Like they're just self-evident to you. You get up early to exercise, you eat well, like these systems are in place. Now, what is the outcome of that? Well, you're fit and healthy and trim. And so, but someone takes a look at you and says, okay, I want to achieve what you have. So I want to be fit and healthy and trim. So that's my goal. And it's like, no, 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 no. The goal has to be to change who you are on a fundamental level. You have to see yourself differently because if you just change your habits without changing who you are, then it won't stick. Yep. Like the, the motivation won't last to fight against the grain of who you truly see yourself as. If you truly see yourself as a fat, overweight person, th- that's not going to last. You have to change. And so, but it, you know, and he was talking about like environment can help. That's why like jujitsu works so well. You start hanging out with a bunch of fit, healthy people. And it just, it becomes part of who you are too. Like everyone else is doing it. So I see myself, I am part of this group and this group is full of fit, healthy people. So that's who I am. And, uh, but yeah, if you don't like, that's what I liked about that book. Cause I've read habit books before, but I've never really seen it tied into that higher level personal psychology like that. Like, man, if you don't change who you are, then none of this shit's going to work. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If you don't change who you, you know, and like he said that every Every action you take, all of your habits are basically casting a vote for who you see yourself as, you know, whether consciously or subconsciously. So if you're, you know, always late, you're casting a vote because you see yourself as a late person, right? Now, if you see yourself as someone who's on time, you know, you're going to take steps. And when you, when you actually do that, well, you're casting a vote now for someone who you see yourself as someone who can be on time and isn't always late. And it won't always you know, win, you're not gonna be hundred percent one way, but as you cast more votes in this direction by behaving a certain way, it reinforces this image of like, oh yeah, I am someone who can be on time. I am someone who can, you know, not be late. 
And, uh, but yeah, if you just are taking all these life hacks to be on time, but you still see yourself as like, ah, you know, that's just me. I'm just a late person. Then that's what you're going to be. That's what you're going to be, man. It's not going to last six months later. You're going to be right back to doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a great book, man. I really, I highly recommend it to, uh, to people. It's kind of restored some of my faith in humans to change. Cause man, that, it's fucking hard, man. It's hard to change. It man. is, man. Well, it's it's hard to look at yourself objectively and realize maybe you should change. That, yeah, that, that's a hard thing too. That that's a whole other conversation, but yeah. But you know, I mean, we both see it, man. We've you, you see people making decisions that are are and through habits that are obviously harmful, and it's just like. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to get cynical after a while of like, you know, do human beings really have the capacity to change, especially after a certain point, mm -hmm. you know, like after you hit your 30s and 40s, like, you know, and it's, it's yes, they can, you know, it's, it's easy to get cynical and just be like, you know, fuck, really no. I mean, odds are so stacked against someone making significant changes. That's why the habits, it's so important, man. Like you and I have been in the same boat. Like we've always been active people. Mm-hmm. It's, it was a habit from when we were a kid, and we never lost that habit. It's like I can't imagine being 43 years old trying to develop that habit being from active. scratch. Yeah, I can't, I, I, that's so hard of a concept to wrap my mind around when you, I'm trying to help people be healthy or active. Like to me, yeah, it's it's not negotiable; just normal. Like, no, we're, I, I need to be active today. I need to do something physical today. Yeah, and it, it's not even. It's so. It's like subconscious now. Like, this just happens. And to be someone on the other side of that spectrum that has to, like, force themselves to do that instead of just coming home and sitting on the couch and watching to TV. build those habits yeah. instead of already having them in place. Yeah. That's tough, man. I, I do realize that's tough for people. Yeah. That's why you got to get them in early, so. That's a good place to end it. I think it is, man. We got a habit of uh, going to training jujitsu on Saturday afternoons. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're going to go Drunky to. Drunky guy. I'm on the show today. Yeah. I missed last week, so. Got that and then a little... Drilling. drilling. <laughs> Speaking of that. And then some... Uh, no, but we got some focus drilling today. We got a uh, troubleshoot... Yes. Uh, spider gotta web help, and stuff. Got help Kelly. Kelly with her stuff. She's got her, her submission-only tournament, and then they got the EBI rules at the end, so going to have to have her work on... Some stuff. Some stuff from there. She'll do good, man. She's yeah, she's going to do handful. good. It's so hard. I was talking to her last night, man. It's like I feel bad rolling with her because... She's so strong and she's so good that, man, if I don't give her my all, like not 100% strength, but, you know, 100% focus and just effort from like a technique-wise mm -hmm. and then match her strength because she's fucking she's strong. strong. She just fucking blasts right through me. And so it's like I'm, I'm running this fine line. Like, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I don't want to – yeah, it's, it's hard, man, because I don't want I'm, – I'm trying to help her get ready for this tournament, <clears throat> but – it's like, dude, she's so good that if I don't give her my focus, it's like I feel like I'm not being a good training partner because now she's just blasting through me and I'm like, well, this isn't like what's going to happen either, you know? Uh, although she probably will get a hold of some poor girls and blast right through them. Let's hope. Let's hope, man. Yeah. So, but anyways, cool. can help her out and uh, yeah, talk to her by next week. Sounds good. See yeah. you. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts.
please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Consequences, but what you do